Good morning. I uh, pray that you guys have had a good week so far. I am so glad that you are joining us, whether it's your first time or you call Centennial your home. I'm just so thankful that you get to join us this morning in worship. Um, this morning, we are continuing our series on abundant life. And for those of you that are joining us, this, um, oh, I am, hold on. Did I grab the, oh, Taylor, sorry, I'm, this is weird. Can somebody, I'm just gonna. <laughs> okay, let's restart and then we'll get there. Don't worry, guys. Um, again, we are gonna be starting um, this morning on what is Sabbath. And for those of you that have been following along with us over these last few weeks, we have been exploring this question of what is abundant life? Carl began that a couple of Sundays ago, and I just wanted to give you a little recap on what it is that we have been learning these last several Sundays. Um, this sermon series is based off of John 10.10, and the word says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Some translations say abundant life, but Carl gave us another translation, and that is to flourish. And so we've been looking at different aspects and exploring this uh, question of what is abundant life and what do we do in order for us to have a flourishing life that is connected with God. And so Rebecca, she brought us the word and she preached on the Holy Spirit and how we need the Holy Spirit's guidance and provision in our life to help us. And then last week, Craig preached on hospitality and what it means to love others well and gave us that question of how are we extending hospitality to those around us? And so this morning, I want to ask the question of, what is Sabbath? But before we delve into that, before we look at scripture and discover what it is that God says about Sabbath, I want to give you two questions. And those questions are, um, Jeff, this is not... We gotta love technology, right? There we go, perfect. Um, the, the first question is, when you hear the word Sabbath, what comes to mind? The second question is, when was the last time you took a day of rest? And I'm just gonna pause for a moment to allow you to reflect on this question, these two questions. Either write them down, turn to the people that you are with, or write it down in the chat, so that we can get a good framework of what is Sabbath and what that means to you. So I'm gonna give you guys just a quick second to do that. So maybe for some of you, myself included, rest and Sabbath are not a part of my vocabulary. I am an Enneagram type three. For those of you that follow the Enneagram, I'm an achiever. I like to go, I'm a type A. I see a goal and I go for it and I go hard and I don't stop. 
I am a person that when I see something, I just go for it. And I just ignore everything else around me and I'm just flying through life. And for graduation, Ben got me Disney Plus, which I'm very thankful for. But that also means that I can watch Disney movies anytime that I want, which after four years of seminary, seems like a great and wonderful thing to rest with Netflix. But as I'm gonna share with you, that might not necessarily mean the rest that God wants and intends for us. And as I was watching Disney, I watched Cars. And for those of you that know, this is Lightning McQueen. And as I was watching this, I kind of related myself to him because I had this goal and I had this thing and I just go and I just fly and I don't think about the ramifications or the things around me. And Lightning has this mantra that he tells himself before the race, before every race. And he says this, he says, speed, faster than fast, quicker than quick. I am lightning. And I feel like that is our mantra in life. I feel like that's how many of us live our lifestyles. Instead of slowing down, we push on that gas pedal and we tell ourselves, I am speed, I am faster than fast, I am quicker than quick. I am lightning, or maybe it's, I am efficient. I am powerful. I am achieving. But something about this pace of life is not conducive to flourishing. It's not conducive to the abundant life that Christ talks about in John 10.10. Our rapid pace of life it's not leading to a restoration of our souls. It's leading to exhaustion and it's leading to burnout. And what we're lacking today is deep people because we don't know how to slow down. There is something wrong with the rhythms of our lives and it's hurting us. I'll say that again. There's something wrong with the rhythms of our lives and it's hurting us. If you and I don't stop, life is going to stop us, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, life is going to stop us. Allow God to stop you before life stops us. And like David says in Psalm, he says, he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Allow God to restore your soul. Allow him to align your life to a life of flourishing. So then how are we supposed to work and how are we supposed to incorporate rest in a world in which Hurry is encouraged. What should our rhythm of life look like? 
reality is this. God built in a rhythm of rest into the DNA of creation. He built it into the very fabric of creation. We see this in Genesis chapter 2. And it says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. He wove Sabbath into the rhythms of creation. It is embedded into the DNA of that which he created for us to enjoy. Sabbath comes from the word Shabbat. And what that means is to stop, to cease. To stop and to cease everything. It's a day-to-day, stop wanting, stop worrying, stop working, just, just stop. God sees that we are working for six days, and then he stops. But the other really cool thing about this word is that not only does it mean to stop, it means to delight. We are supposed to stop, and we are supposed to delight in the creation that God has given us. And also, God rested after those six days. For those of you who are like me, who are an extrovert, and I just like to stay busy, or maybe you know, you're like, I don't have the time to stop, that's just gonna make me more insufficient, like, no, 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 I'm not stopping. But let me say this, God rested. He rested on that day. He worked six days and then he rested. He stopped everything because he knew that he needed to restore his soul. And not only does God stop, but he blesses this day and he makes it a holy day. Bless is actually a word of giving. This day, this Sabbath day, has the capacity to fill the world up with life. Holy. Holy is a word of taking. So in essence, Sabbath is a day in which God is saying, in order for me to give to you, I need to take away. And so what distractions... What things in your life need to cease, need to be taken away in order for you to enter into his presence to stop, to cease, and to take delight in him? And so in this creation story, we see that God makes Sabbath a rhythm of creation. Well, moving along, in the Exodus story, which if you were following with us last fall, we went through the entire story of Exodus, and we see that the Israelites are brought up out of Egypt, 
and they are in the wilderness, and they need some food, and they need some water. And so God provides for them. And so we're going to see in this next passage in Exodus 16 that Sabbath is also a gift. And so let's read where this comes from. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person, and the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. And so again, Sabbath is a gift. After being enslaved for 430 years, God gave the Israelites a day to stop working. This is such a blessed gift because for that time, they didn't know what it meant to stop. They didn't know what it meant to have more than enough. And here Moses is saying, hey guys, look, gather twice as much. God's going to provide for you. But of course, this, this word Sabbath, this word stop, is a foreign word to the Israelites because they had been in slavery for so long. And so if you keep working those seven days, if we keep working those seven days, we're basically telling God we don't trust him. Because rest is an act of faith. We're saying to God that society and our life are gonna continue moving along, that are gonna continue to move forward if we stop. And that might just blow our minds, but that's the reality, is that when we stop, we're telling God we trust him and that we have our faith in him. So as you guys saw, Matt was playing drums and he's a good drummer, but if all he did was just hit the drum head over and over and over and over again, it's just excess noise. And that's not music. That's not rhythm at all. That's just noise, and we don't want noise. But since, you know, Matt is a good drummer and he knows how to keep a good rhythm, he knows how to keep tempo, he hits and then he stops. He hits, and then he stops. And what is rhythm? The hit and the not hit. And in music, that not hit is a rest. And so if you want good rhythm, you need rest. Good rhythm comes with good rest. The same goes for our lives. In order for us to have a good rhythm of life, we need stops. We need breaks. Because if we keep continually, continuing moving forward in this manner, in this fashion of hurry, 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 go, 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 we're going to burn out. And then later in Exodus, we read that the Israelites still don't get it, which just blows my mind that these Israelites are not trusting God to provide because in, later in Exodus, it says, nonetheless, some of the Israelites went out on the seventh day and collected manna. 
Seriously? God just told you not to do it and now you're doing it? What in the world? But Israelites, um, they still don't understand this concept. They don't understand stopping and there's consequences. And so what are some of the reasons that we don't stop? Think about that. Why aren't you stopping? So then, because the Israelites still don't get it, what does God do? He makes it a command, a rule of the Ten Commandments. He makes it a part of the covenant, which again just blows my mind that God had to mandate rest to the Israelites. He is mandating it to them to stop, to cease, to do everything. I just laugh every time I read this because I'm like, really, guys? Like, it seems so easy. Just stop. But then I tell myself that, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm talking to myself as well. Okay. Um, And so we read in Exodus chapter 20 that Sabbath is now a part of the covenant. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he made it holy. Sabbath needs to be woven into our rhythm of life. God is commanding the Israelites and us to stop working. And yet, time and time again, we see that the Israelites and ourselves, we still don't obey. We still aren't trusting him. Later in Exodus, God even goes on to say, hey, if you're not going to follow this, I'm going to kill you. Which when I first read that, I was like, what? God's going to kill them? Like, is this okay? I don't know if I learned this in seminary. I don't know. But God doesn't kill them. He's just giving them that harsh warning of, guys, this needs to be woven into your life. Because when we don't, we're going to kill ourselves to the point of exhaustion and burnout. That's why God has given us this day. When I was working at my first church as a children's director, uh, this was my first full-time ministry, and I was kind of thrown into the deep end, and it was hard, not only um, emotionally, physically, but also spiritually. This was a season in which Ben and I had just bought a house, I had just started seminary, and just had gotten my first full-time job, which I do not recommend doing all in the same month. Don't do it. Um, But I remember about three months in, I had been getting sick every month. And as I was talking to my mentor about it, he just politely looks at me and goes, when was the last time you rested? How many hours of sleep are you getting? And I just kind of sat there and I was like, oh, yep, 
I am not resting and I'm getting about four to five hours of sleep, maybe that's why all the things are happening around me. And he told me when this was all happening, and he said, you need to make Sabbath a rhythm of your life. Because if you don't, it's going to lead to exhaustion and it's going to lead to burnout. And I don't want that for you. And so my rhythm of rest, my Sabbath, falls on Fridays now. This is a day in which I go to the mountains. This is a day in which I cease all work, homework, and I take delight in the Lord. Or I have intentional time with friends. But really for me, it's a day in which I cease my normal rhythm and my normal activity to make Sabbath a priority and make it a rhythm. Because God has given us Sabbath as a gift. And as a society, we're not good at stopping. Sabbath is meant to show the Lord that we're dependent upon him. And in Isaiah, he says, For thus said the Lord, the God, In returning and in rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Because when we slow down, it leads to a life of abundance. And as I'm thinking about this, why don't we slow down? What are the things that we are doing in our life that are hindering us from this life of abundance? Is it our anxiety where you have these thoughts of, I don't know if God's going to take care of me. I don't know if he's going to provide for me. I don't know if he's going to give me the things that I need. Is it our ego? I can do it all on my own. I can handle all of this. I don't need to take a break. Actually, when I don't take a break, I am much more efficient. (laughs) That's really funny. Learn that the hard way. Because God wants to put faith in our lives and not fear. He wants us to trust him and to allow him to care for us. He's been teaching us how to do that since we were a baby. And you might be wondering, what? He does that by making us tired. He does that when we yawn, our body is telling us to stop, to take a break. Don't ignore it. A third of our life is dedicated to sleeping, which is so great. He built the human to power down, not to step on the gas. He built us to fall asleep. He built us to close our eyes, to quiet our hearts, quiet our minds, and to sleep. And so for a third of our day, we're in our most vulnerable and dependent state. If you think about that, we're in our most vulnerable state when we're sleeping. God is telling us, you're not the captain of your own life. I'm your savior. I'm going to take care of you. Rest and delight in me. In order for us to function well, we need to stop. We need to cease. And just like Lightning McQueen, he ignored his pit stop. 
he ignored getting his tires changed and they blew out and he spun out. Our pit stop is Sabbath. Knowing that Sabbath is woven into the rhythms of creation and a rule of the covenant, the question I have for us is, is this a mandated thing for us today? Is this a rule in which we are instructed to work six days and on this Sunday we don't work? Okay, let me tell you this. For those of us working in ministry, that doesn't really work because we're here on Sunday mornings. So let's think about that. Well, throughout Jesus' ministry here on earth, we see Jesus wasn't good at obeying Sabbath. He actually went head to head with the religious leaders of that time because he performed miracles. He and his disciples got grain. He healed. He did all of these things, and it was on a Sabbath day. I, that's just great. But it's all good things because the religious leaders were so focused on the legality of the law that they lost sight that Sabbath was a gift to God's people. It's a gift to us. God had given the law to encourage the Israelites to love him and to love others. He had never prohibited doing good on the Sabbath. We actually see in the Old Testament that some of the leaders started doing things on Sabbath to help those in their community. That's a good one. Go look it up. It's a great thing to read and to find. Christ came to fulfill the law, and when he died on the cross, he freed us from the technicalities of Sabbath. Jesus' resurrection was a new Sabbath. It was rest from the work of redemption. And because of Jesus' death on the cross, Sabbath is no longer a mandated rule. But get this, it is still woven into creation. It is still a part of the DNA that God has designed and created for us and for this world. Therefore, it has to be woven into our lives. We can't make it a secondary thing. We're still built to rest to be efficient in life. I have learned over the years that as I have a Sabbath, as I stop, I actually get more done. When I slow down, I'm more efficient. Are you slowing down? Or are you stepping on the gas? Because Sabbath was built into the DNA of creation. Build it into yours. Towards the end of Cars, Sally and Lightning are just taking a drive, looking out over the valley, just talking about what happened to this town. And Lightning looks at her and she says, it's kind of nice to slow down every once in a while. Completely different perspective than at the very beginning. Are you slowing down every once in a while? Are you taking a pit stop? For when we learn to slow down, it leads to a life of abundance.
It leads to a life of flourishing. Sabbath is more than just a day. It's a way of being in the world. It's a spirit of restfulness that comes from abiding, from living in the truth of Christ, from living in his loving presence, allowing him to pick you up and to restore your soul. Allow God to lead you by those still waters to lie down in green pastures. Because life, life is tiring. You get to the end of the week, and even if you love your job, your kids, you're still worn out physically, emotionally, spiritually. God designed Sabbath as a way in which we can fill our souls back up with life. This is not to say that we're not going to have seasons of busyness or craziness, but it's how we're going to respond to those times. Because Jesus had plenty of those where he worked all day and he worked all night. And yet, if you read, it says that after those seasons of busyness, he went into the wilderness to pray and to sit with his father. And I want to ask you, which are you going to do? Are you going to stop, sit, and pray with the Father? Or are you going to keep that mantra of, I am speed, quicker than quick, faster than fast, and eventually risk burnout? We all need to take a few moments to look around us and to say, it's kind of nice to slow down every once in a while. And I have two questions for you as you reflect on this week and you think about what is Sabbath? What does rest look like in my life? And these two questions are, what is filling you up and distracting you from being in the presence of God? What are those things that are pulling you away from entering into his presence? Second question is, what's your rhythm of rest? Do you have one established? If not, what is that going to look like? It doesn't need to be a full 24-hour thing. It can be an hour. It can be a half an hour. But it needs to be a dedicated time for you to stop, to cease, and to delight in him. And in the words of Brené Brown, she says, it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. May you have courage this week to start resting and to place your trust in him. Because abundant life is a life where we engage in Sabbath. Abundant life is aligning our lives with Christ to walk in his ways, to learn his ways. And so let us together learn how to weave Sabbath into our rhythm of life. Allow God to slow you down before life slows you down.
Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this gift of rest. Thank you that you have woven this into creation. Father, as we go about our weeks, I just ask, Lord, that you would just give us the time and the space to just rest in you, to stop what we are doing, and to take delight in you. Thank you, Father, for this gift. It's in your name we pray. Amen.